Hey everyone, we are back with episode three of the Unscripted Podcast. Um, to reintroduce myself, I'm Madison Epperson, a third year, and I'm here with Zach, a longtime veteran. What's up, guys? <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about um, Ohio residency reclassification and all the ways that you can save some money going into your first year of medical school. Or coming out of your first year of medical school. Or coming out, whenever you make the smart move. Exactly. <laughs> and we are very excited to have a time-honored guest with us today. He is the wizard of UC Com finances and the master of all things negative income, John Stiles. <laughs> wow, what an introduction, Zach. That's well, great. Only the best for the best. I, I forgot my magic wand if I'm a wizard, but I'll have to bring that I think you can leave that at home. I'll leave that at home. I've already got <laughs> enough. Where it is, in fact. Enough yes. uh, in, 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 in the red, as they say. Okay. So it's good to have you, John. Good to be here. I'm glad yeah. for you to be here. Happy to, to talk about this today. Yeah, so yeah. let's just jump right in. Um, John, could you just give our listeners a little bit of context or background on the process of reclassification as an Ohio resident? Sure. Well, it really uh, kind of stems from the fact that we're a public medical school. So as a public university, we have different tuition rates based on where you're from and uh, whether you're in-state or out-of-state. And uh, for most students coming in, really for all students, your initial uh, tuition rate or residency classification is based on your admissions application. So really coming in, if you're from Ohio and everything on your admissions application shows that, you should be classified as an Ohio resident. And conversely, if you're not from Ohio, um, there are other ways that that you're classified um, there as well. That definitely makes sense. Um, So kind of, can you talk a little bit more about um, Ohio as like a unique state and how our process is different than other states? Sure. Well, we're unique in a lot of ways, right? We're you know, the Buckeye State or, or the Bearcat State, I guess, as, as some people are learning uh, it to be. I like it. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are one of the few states in the nation that allows for non-residents to come here to Ohio, uh, set up shops, so to speak, and then reclassify to get in-state uh, tuition. So many states, if you go to medical school, Uh, or graduate school in general, they do not allow you to reclassify at any point. So Ohio does allow for that. Um, But there are certainly many um, conditions you have to meet and a lot of uh, things you need to know to be able to to do it successfully. Yeah, that makes sense. So do you find that most of our students here at UC do go through this process? They do. So um, students, uh, I would say from second year through fourth year, virtually all students are, are in-state uh, tuition payers at that point. So um, many in the first year, obviously, if they're from Ohio, are paying in-state tuition yeah. automatically from day one. And in fact, there are even some clauses where students who are married or if they're veterans, uh, they are able to get in-state tuition day one as well as a first-year med student. Uh, but definitely by second year, uh, I would say almost all um, of our students are paying in-state tuition. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And if you kind of go through this process, how much um, money can we save? Because, you know, every dollar is important in medical school. Well, Zach is uh, is a negative cash flow guy. I think he mentioned <laughs> at the beginning. Big time. Big time, yeah. So uh, so Zach or people like Zach can save. Uh, really, if you add it all up over the three years of medical school from second year through fourth year, it uh, comes out to about $70,000 in uh, savings in terms wow. of the differential between in-state and out-of-state. So I'm no uh, mathematician, 
but that seems like a lot. Zach, you're right. Wow. That is a lot of money. Wow. Yeah. I know you're the numbers guy, so I just I wanted to check. Yes. Um, An extra Chipotle that we all need. $70,000 of Chipotle is a lot of Chipotle. It's a lot of Netflix, too. A lot of Netflix uh, well, and Chipotle. We'll talk about that in a subsequent <laughs> episode. Um, so you mentioned across the final three years, and you had sort of mentioned that there's a way to have in-state residency all four years, even if you're not an Ohio resident coming in. So can you sort of touch on that a little bit? Yeah. So um, there is, you know, Cincinnati, if you're, if you're uh, listening and you're not familiar with where we are, we're located uh, really on the border of two states, Ohio and Kentucky. We even have uh, Indiana close by as well. And so uh, some of our students will end up uh, living in northern Kentucky, which is actually where the uh, Cincinnati airport is, and it's really uh, where a lot of the suburban communities Mm -hmm. and uh, the south side of Cincinnati are. And so students that end up living in northern Kentucky can actually get something called the Kentucky Metropolitan Rate uh, beginning with year one of medical school. And that rate is equal to in-state tuition, plus a $300 a semester um, uh, sort of surcharge mm-hmm. that students are, are billed for. So that is available for students coming in the first year yeah. if they're comfortable living in Northern Kentucky all four years uh, because you would really be committing to, to staying there uh, throughout med school. So many of our students will opt to live in Ohio, pay out-of-state tuition for year one, and then uh, reclassify at the start of M2, right, to be closer, you know, to get to clinicals and get to class and everything. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I can speak a little bit to living in northern Kentucky because that's where I've grown up, and um, so I just kind of stayed there. Um, And there is quite a bit of traffic coming across that big yellow bridge um, in the morning, but um, definitely something to consider. Um, It is a good area, but there's a lot of great areas around campus, too, that would be phenomenal places to live. Um, Ditto. Yeah. But (laughs) uh, one more thing that you mentioned, can you talk a little bit to our married, um, our, you know, future married medcats and um, Mm -hmm. if they already had a significant other here or if the significant other is coming with them here and how that process might look a little different for them? Yeah, for sure. So with married students, um, as long as their spouse is working full-time in Ohio, uh, for any length of time prior to the beginning of a semester, um, then that student can apply for immediate residency. Okay. So in some cases, uh, we've worked with students where uh, maybe they're moving here in June or July before mm-hmm. first year, and um, their spouse has been job interviewing and has a job beginning, say, in August. As long as they're able to document that their spouse has paid Ohio taxes at least one paycheck or more <laughs> uh, prior to med school beginning, then they can get um, in-state tuition through uh, our immediate residency process. Okay. Now, in other cases, we've had where that spouse um, did not have uh, employment until during the fall semester. So in that case, a first-year student could actually apply for in-state tuition for the beginning of their spring semester midway through first year of med school. Okay. And I can speak to this from personal experience as someone who has tied the proverbial knot um, that my wife had a job um, that started in August, but she didn't get a paycheck until a little bit later, but I was still able to send that in. um, Mm -hmm. I don't know what the word is, post hoc, I guess. (laughs) And um, able to get immediate in-state residency 
And uh, I got to say, it's paying less money is definitely the way to go if you can. Yeah. Would recommend. Definitely. Um, so now kind of just to get into the nit- nitty gritty of things, can you yeah. talk to us about the steps, the key things that mm-hmm. we would need to do um, if you're a student coming from a different state to reclassify as an Ohio State resident? And we're mainly talking to you M1s out there that are thinking about this a lot right now. Yeah, for sure. This is a hot topic right now for the mm-hmm. current M1s, and we've had folks you know, coming through our office uh, lately asking questions. And um, so, yeah, really the, the process is sort of managed um, over on the main campus. So it's not controlled here in the med school, but the office of the registrar over on main campus, they um, run this process. And so they have the ultimate authority to approve or deny um, applications. But our office here in the med school, as you can imagine, we do a lot of counseling and advising of students of how to navigate the process. So uh, for someone who is paying out-of-state tuition and looking to reclassify to get in-state tuition, um, there's really sort of three keys. Um, the first one being they have to document that they're a legal resident of Ohio. And that's pretty simple to do, you know, go down to the Ohio uh, driver's License Bureau, the BMV, uh, within the first month or so of moving here. It might take you the first month if you go there at the wrong time. They have some oh. long lines. Uh-huh. So, you know, the BMV, exactly, yeah. So you talk to the, uh, I don't know if they still have the, the women with blue hair and the, and the old-fashioned uh, glasses <laughs> like they used to have back in the day. They but sure do. They sure do. There we go. Um, so you go in there and say hi to them and get your Ohio license. Um, while you're there, you can actually register to vote at the same time. That's another thing you want to document that you're not yeah. registered to vote in another state, but that you've switched that over to Ohio. Um, and then if you have a vehicle that you're driving as well, you want to make sure that that's moved over to Ohio registration and plates. So you need to do all three of those things? All three of those things. Now, if you're not a registered voter, you're not required to register. Okay. But if you have voter registration or car you need to get those things moved to Ohio. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of the first component okay. is you have all these legal documents kind of showing that you are a resident now of Ohio. So would you recommend for them to kind of do these things early on? Um, how long does that process take to normally get all of these things switched over? Yeah. Individually, I think they're they're all fairly quick. I mean, we're joking about it taking, you know, 30 <laughs> days to stand in the line at the BMV. Um, but uh, I would say all three of those, the license, the voter registration, and the car registration mm-hmm. can, can occur in, in one day. Oh, so yeah, so. fairly quickly. Exactly. Great. You know, students that move in in um, July, for example, to Ohio, um, and they're planning to reclassify, you know, a year later, that first few weeks right before orientation is the perfect time, I think, to run out and get all of that done in, in probably an afternoon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what was the second key thing? Yes, there's more than one key. So the <laughs> second key then is you have to be able to document that you've been living in Ohio for 12 consecutive months. So for a lot of our non-residents, the 12-month uh, uh, clock, if you will, begins at the beginning of their lease. So if they're moving, like I said, in July, right before med school's beginning the following month, um, then they're able to show through that lease that they've been living here in Ohio for the for the 12 month period. Um, you do have to, um, you know, stay here physically in the state of Ohio for the 12 months. Um, you are allowed to go on vacation um, for a week or two. But anything longer than that uh, could could hurt your application. So you want to make sure you stay here in Ohio during that whole time. Okay. 
Um, that makes sense. And it's pretty, and yeah. in- have to be careful about that, though, with traveling and um, especially after your first year of med school, you get a summer. Um, for those of you that don't know, normally a lot of us students do research. Um, sometimes people do other things or choose to kind of take the time off. Um, so that's something to consider if you were planning mm-hmm. on going home and right. home isn't here. Um, yeah. Might not be able to do that. Exactly. Yeah. There is a, uh, there is a clause where the uh, main campus residency office, they have worked with us for students that between M1 and M2 want to go do research or something uh, clinical that is outside of Ohio. There is a provision or a carve out where we can document that in advance. And so I tell current M1s to let me know by May 15th if that is the case. And then what we do is we uh, sort of proactively communicate those dates to the residency office. And then those that, that time out of Ohio does not count against them. Okay. Yeah. Do they still get that time towards their application or they is do. it neutral? Okay. Yeah. So that does count as part of the 12 months. It's good to know. Yeah. We sort of document that that's related to their education. And because of that tie, it doesn't, doesn't hurt them. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And the third key thing. The third key thing. So the first one is uh, documenting your legal residency. The second is residing here, be, you know, showing you're here for 12 months. The third key is really where we get the most uh, questions, I would say, is um, demonstrating that you're financially independent. So you're financially self-sufficient during that 12-month period. Okay. Um, so this means that um, you cannot have tuition payments or... Um, or uh, any sort of co-assets with other individuals. So parents cannot be paying your tuition bill. Uh, if you're fortunate enough to be in that position, I know many students are not. Um, but um, even if grandma wants to pay your tuition, she cannot do that for you. Uh, and you really have to show that you have enough resources financially to pay tuition and fees as well as all of your living expenses during that 12-month period. Wow. Yeah. And so this obviously... Does not include spouses, right? They can they can help you out. <clears throat> exactly. So again, going back to spouses, they, they can not, not only help you out, but you can probably get immediate residency as well without that 12-month waiting period. Awesome. So this really would refer more to single students who are kind of showing that they're um, living here independently for 12 months. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> but if you did have a spouse that, for instance, wasn't able to transfer here, and you guys oh, were kind yes. of doing a long-distance relationship, mm-hmm. how does that affect the process? Would you still be able to reclassify, or do you con- are you considered then having a tie to a different state, and does that kind of impact your ability? Um, you know, I've not come across that exact situation. Okay. We have had situations where spouses uh, maybe are also in graduate school, mm-hmm. so they are... Um, not they don't have income. Let's say they're a full time student, like a med student. Uh, but I haven't had the situation where the the uh, student is married here and the spouse is living in another state. So I, I might defer to the residency office on that one. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Just speaking, I'm in a yeah. long distance kind of marriage thing, so always looking out for those of you that are going through the same thing. Don't mean to put you on the spot, John. No, <laughs> no worries, no worries. Yeah. All right. Um, so kind of just to sum up, or not sum up things, but just what are some of the pitfalls um, or kind of pro tips that you could give to our students to make sure that this process goes as smoothly as possible? Sure, yeah, there's a few uh, that I would kind of throw out there. I would say one is um, that upon moving here to Ohio, you would want to make sure that all of your uh, financial documents 
uh, point to an Ohio address. So you really, from day one of moving here to Ohio, want to kind of have the mindset of, I am now an Ohio resident. So whether it's your uh, Verizon bill or um, your credit card statement, your bank statement, um, you have a, a car payment, tax returns, any of that, uh, you want to make sure that's all pointing to your Ohio address. What are the most common things in that realm that you've seen uh, make people stumble in the reclassification process? Well, a big one, I think, is uh, especially if you get statements sent to you electronically, so you don't get them in the mail, but you get them to your email, let's say, from a bank or from a a financial company. Um, You're probably used to looking at the balance, maybe, but not your name and address at the top. So that is definitely a pitfall that you want to watch out for. Uh, and make sure that you're, again, at the time of moving here to Ohio, just make a list of everything you do, and you want to contact every company or every agency that would be associated to all of your accounts or anything. Um, The other big one I would say is um, also updating your address with the university. So here at the university, we have a couple of different systems. One is called MedOneStop. Um, which students use. Another is called Catalyst. Mm-hmm. Um, and often you will have different addresses in these systems. So one might say your local address. Another one might say your permanent address. There might even be a mailing address. There's all kinds of... So you want to make sure that all of that, again, is pointing to Ohio because you don't want to go and apply for Ohio residency and then the um, that office looks up your record and sees that you still have California as your... Permanent address. Albania. Albania, right. Yeah, exactly. One Which is where Zach is from, exactly. right? Albania. Yep. Yeah. Or Transylvania. Trans- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the one. That's <laughs> so, yeah. So, all those things pointing to Ohio. Yeah, that makes sense. So, as far as the timing, say the students come here from day one, you know, mm-hmm. they're kind of changing everything over. Um, do they actually have to apply or what do they do? Just come talk to you or what do you say? What's your recommendation? Yeah. Well, if, uh, you know, depending upon who's listening, uh, if you're an incoming student, uh, say for this fall or, or another year coming up, um, you can certainly reach out to our office and we can kind of talk with you about the process. Um, there are some resources, which I'll mention here in a minute too, online that you can check out as well. Um, but um, we also talk to students at orientation. So we give a session that's uh, mandatory for all non-residents. Uh, it's like a 30-minute session where we just kind of go over a lot of the things we're talking about here today. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, really just, you know, reaching out to the residency office directly, too. So if if uh, a student wants to email them, um, we can give that information at the end as well. Yeah, awesome. Definitely. And we can put, even in the show notes, um, some of the websites or the registrar's office. Yeah. And um, I think... Um, they even did a, a video, if you're more of the video type, over the podcast that kind of goes right. over some of these. Is that correct? Exactly, okay. yeah. So they have a video. Um, their their website is uc.edu slash registrar. Okay. And then if you look up residency, you'll, you'll find the video there. And you can also look at the application mm-hmm. itself there, which I recommend students do to take a look at that also. Definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I have on here on our unscripted script... That uh, the words tax and returns. So we didn't really get to talk about that. Why, why, why is this on here? Tax and returns. Well, um, again, going back to one of those three keys of being an Ohio resident, that you're financially independent. 
Um, you want to make sure also that your parents are no longer claiming you as a dependent on their tax returns. So for a lot of our medical students, that's not an issue. Parents haven't claimed them in a long time. But um, some parents are still in that habit of claiming <laughs> claiming you, and you want to make sure that they cut that out because um, we actually did have a student who was denied residency because their parents had still claimed them. And so uh, it, it ended up okay, though, because the student was able to have uh, their parents amend or fix their return with the IRS. Gotcha. And once that was amended, then they were able to appeal and get it get it approved. But it was a little bit of a uh, headache situation for many weeks there while that was kind of getting worked out. Sure. Yeah. But, but also, too, um, you know, students that are in med school want to make sure they're filling out their own returns, too, with an Ohio address. So even if they're filling out um, a New Jersey tax return from last year because that's the state they moved here from, they can do that, but they want to put their Ohio address when they file that New Jersey return and file an Ohio return as well, even if they had no income while they were living here. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, it sounds like it's definitely a doable process as long as you kind of just follow these steps mm -hmm. and look out for the things that we talked about. Definitely, yeah. And that website that we just mentioned, that has a lot of good resources with the video and the application and contact information. So definitely reach out to our office, too, um, in the med school, our, our student financial services office. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely, you know, a lot of resources. And, uh, you know, I think with the right information, um, you know, again, we've had good success with our students getting in-state tuition. So. Well, that's great. Feel like this is very helpful for a lot of people. It will be. I sure say so. <laughs> Zach is still thinking about the seventy thousand dollars. I think. Yeah. yeah so he has dollar signs he's, and all the Netflix. He's <laughs> well. So I just want to get this straight. Like you, you personally are writing us checks for seventy thousand dollars, right? It comes out of my account. <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, I, I cleared that with the president of the university. So yeah, that's how that works. No, you, you're really just avoiding having to pay the non-resident surcharge that the university. Uh, well, my hopes have been somewhat shattered, <laughs> but I guess savings are savings. That's right. Yeah. Um, pro, final pro tip that we want to throw in here. If you stop by John Stiles' office, he'll give you some free money. It just might not be what you think it is. So I'll just leave that where it is. And I'll save you some free money. Oh, no. John knows what I'm talking about. I, I know what Zach's talking what? about. Yeah, I'm well, it's not quite what you think it I, is. But Madison, have you played Monopoly before? I have. Okay, then I well, think you, oh, know, uh, you know where we're going. We'll, though, we'll yeah. allow the powers of inference to <laughs> be what they be. So, John, do you have any final parting comments here for our listeners? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, again, I've been here for quite a while at the university, and quite often when I talk with, with prospective students, they kind of look at me like, is this really true? And I just to say, it is really true. You can reclassify. Um, I keep trying to find out other states that do this around the country, and I'm not really sure of, of any. I mean, there has to be somebody out there among the 50 states, but uh, definitely none in this region that I'm aware of. So it is, it is true. It does work. And, uh, you know, feel free to, to let us know if you have questions. Awesome. Well, thank you again for your time. We're very glad that we could have you as our guest host today. And thank you to everybody out there who's listening. Uh, we've been the Unscripted Podcast, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.